0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. We have. We're going to cover a lot more today than we normally do. So just, you know what? Buckle yourselves. Get ready. <laughs> uh, it is on. All right. Now, I've I've been getting a lot of notifications from people. Um, a lot of stuff on Instagram, primarily, and messages on LinkedIn where people are saying, "Oh, Amazon's pulling the stock. I'm ready to go and." and some cost of the dollars at Amazon stock, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah people don't understand that, that the shares that are available to the general public mm-hmm. are completely different from the shares that are available to a suit uh, investor. i put it that way in, in, in a nice way. The shares that Goldman purchases. Is our different shares from what you or we or anyone else is seeing on the traditional markets as a quick picking phone, looking at um I don't know, Robin Hood or anything like that. So I wanna first address this because it almost would it would appear that people just have not been listening. It would appear that people just aren't paying attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a mm-hmm. company. Not too long ago in the technology sector that also had a stock split.
1: Correct. Google split uh, 20 to 1. Google split 20
0: yeah. to 1. The year prior, the year before that, another mm-hmm. company split. And that company was Apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what ticks me off is that so many people uh, claim that they're investors. And again, if you want to listen in the stock market, we're not we're not that we're just saying that don't put all your eggs there. Mm-hmm. But what, what upsets me is people who come different markets and don't do enough his research. One thing you have to do to be in the stock market is you have to understand how to read financial statements.
1: Correct. Correct. You gotta understand mean? how to read
0: Oh I'm sorry, This again okay. a lot of people are, are are talking about of the whole uh, amazon
1: the in all the well, stuff so strange, yeah. while you're doing that but well, here's something that I that I thought and we talked about it last week or the week before at a session where we said it, the question is who owns the stock market and the top 10% of people own 89% of the market so this stock split no matter how many it is it's, it's 11% of the market that we will be chasing with common stock. Okay? Um, what kind of stock? Common, common. These one are one, the one, cheapest stock, cop. yeah, the cheapest you can buy.
0: These what, guys,
1: uh, uh-huh, go ahead. What do you Sorry, I was going to say, ahead. you know, these big guys, they have preferred, preferred stock. They get paid first if something happens absolutely they and they don't paid. they don't worry they don't they don't worry so real okay. quick mm-hmm.
0: let me tell you guys what you're missing what you're not really understanding um when we're talking about this whole stock thing right and hank is hundred percent right um as as naturally right <laughs> uh, there are different types of stock uh, if you go Let's see what is this Forbes and buy whatever mm-hmm. you have common stock, you have stock, mm-hmm. you have class A and class B, mm-hmm. you have small caps. All right, mm-hmm. now here's the thing All other mumbo jumbo IPOs, all right, IPO stock, preferred stocking, those are things that people see the most, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. different, types. they're different. So, what's happening is John is going to have a stock stock split of 20. What that means is that as they so okay, say on a small frame, um I have I have a whole pizza, I have eight slices of pizza, and that entire pizza pie is worth
1: $10. Bring it on. I see I, it. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's say let's say eight dollars make it a dollar each slice, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: I then say, listen, this pizza is the best pizza, a dollar a slice. You got to come get this, mm-hmm. right? and it's one eight. I then go ahead and cut each slice of those.
1: hmm
0: I still a what?
1: Eight dollars. A dollar slice, yeah. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> so now the I that was worth eight dollars yeah is now sixteen dollars nothing is, has worth,
1: changed. is is it worth 16 or is it still worth eight but we're paying 16 for it because because it the...
0: it's still worth eight a hundred percent it's still worth eight dollars because i've cut the slices in half i'm gonna make the market pay 16 for it right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is what's cock split yep the difference here is that Amazon is doing it, and they're making, it and they're, they're splitting it into twenty. This a, and, and all this really is—is is this is a way for a public company to raise capital, to raise ah, money? Say that again, Jim. This is how a public company mm-hmm. raises capital, raises cash yeah. money from the general public. What does this mean? What this would mean? Uh-huh that the existing investment group, the Goldman Sachs on the board, uh, the, the Saudi Arabian Prince is on the board, co-founder, the family office, and all these other entities that are board that mm-hmm. own the original shares of the company, that means that at some point this year, the the, the board member said, hey, we're not in, investing more money into the company at the moment. Correct. And so the the CFO, hey, we still raised raise money from capital. It could have been an uh-huh. acquisition. It could have been to relocate. Hey, we don't know, but they came together and said, "Hey, how can we still raise capital that we mm-hmm. need for this next phase for the business?" Let, so let me throw a curve.
1: Let, 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 me, let me let me let me let me throw a curve in this dynamic for you. I just you know again I keep having these epiphanies, Leland, and in talking with you, you you bring them out. Here's. Here, here's something else to consider. These mega companies are already turning billions in profit every year. So when they're making that kind of money in profit, my question to you, listeners, is why would they need to raise more capital?
0: Say it one more time.
1: I'm not sure okay. these guys are getting it. I mean, that they, they, they got truck, truck. Trucks load of cash because they're making they're making profits hand over fist. Why would they need to have a stock split to come after some of some more of your money? Well, you say, Well, I already got a hundred shares, so that's going to split 20 to 1. So I got all these shares. What is the dollar value of those shares? Because the value that that, that 100 shares you had, say you had them at $300 a share, your investment was $3,000. How much is your investment now? $3,000. How many shares you got? Okay. Yeah. So we need to make certain that we understand what we're getting, what, what, what we're hearing, Okay. Because we hear one thing, but I need you to sit back and say, wait a minute, why would they be doing that? And the inference is, hey, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna get a whole bunch more shares. If my value didn't increase, I don't give a grab if you gave me a thousand shares. Okay. If if they when they split the price per share goes down, y'all.
0: <laughs> okay. But, but hey, hey, yes, even mm-hmm. if you didn't understand the basic financial education in reference to um, financial statements, because I know that that's not always something that's taught in college, right? I and mean, you have to take those, those classes, and that's okay. I, I'm going to help you the, most, the best that I can. Even, here's what you could do. You could Google. Hmm. And right here... Hours ago, CNBC has a headline Amazon announces 20 for one stock split. 10 billion. What's that word? What's the last word there, Hank? 10 billion what?
1: Um, I, I'm looking at. Oh, 10 billion buyback. A <laughs> uh,
0: uh, buy, buy what? Buyback. A uh, buy what?
1: Buyback, meaning they're going to they go take some shares out of the marketplace.
0: So, by them splitting that pizza, right, by them cutting that pizza into multiple slices, Mm -hmm. giving smallest, but still giving it the same purchase price to the market per slice for Mm -hmm. less, they're going to get 10 billion. Now, why would you want to? Why would you need to gain an additional 10 billion of cash immediately? Why
1: Why would you need to do that? Um, I think, and I see, as I look on here, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold that thought. I see Apple and Tesla having splits. Um, there are other the chip makers that have. Listen, this is the time of year that these big companies start to shed tax implications this is when they are paying big bonuses to folk, and this is when they are setting their sales for the for the new year. Their 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 global plan. They're doing all of that not by creating additional expenses for the company. They're doing that by increasing the revenue. They're doing that by increasing the revenue, the value that you and I bring to the table for them, okay? So if they wanted to do something, okay, they could, rather than do a stock split, they could give you 20 shares at the current price and then you will know whether or not they really like you or not.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. And, and, and Leland, I, in my mind, I see some type of collusion. All these big guys are doing splits. Now, part of it, you know, now that and you and I were talking about the whole inflationary problem or situation, I won't call it a problem. It's a situation. There are ebbs and flows. And I was reading an article and it may have been from C, CBC, CNBC. It could have been from somebody. And, they, and And this is what they said. This person said, he said, there's too much money in circulation. So how do these companies help to suck off, siphon off some of this money in circulation? It's not that we're paying $4.25 for a gallon of gas or $4 for, for a dozen. It's not, it's not that, okay? People for the last couple of years, those who had some money have been sort of kind of watching, being a little bit careful, not being too, so impulsive and or compulsive in their purchasing. Of, of stuff so i would just say leland with everything that's going around us constantly because they are always they're always a man coming around um with a little ice cream truck and you hear the and the kids hear this little song this little jingle and they be dashing out to get themselves an ice cream sandwich or a popsicle or something that now costs maybe two dollars and it used to be 25 cents the point I'm making is it's the same product, it's the same size, it's the same, but it's a higher price. So when these companies are, are doing stock splits, they're trying to entice us to buy more shares of stock. But again, the size is still an 8-inch or 12-inch pizza. The size of the pie didn't change for you and me. Okay? The bottom line changes for the company. That's right. You know? I'm not
0: sure and if someone wants to invest in the stock market. hmm We're able to do it. that, right? We're just saying understand That's what i put it without without being Mm -hmm. uh, condescending or rude. Understand basic finance. Understand that whenever you have a a stock split, what's happening is that that's the company's way of, and by the company raising money, what they are doing then is they're putting that on their bottom line. Mm -hmm. They put it on the bottom line, and what they're doing is they're trying to. Apple had their a couple of years ago. Apple's sales were actually down, and before Apple had that stock split, if you actually read their financial, which you can read every everyone's financial statements, guys,
1: all the public companies, public companies,
0: right? When you read their financial statements. So the way to ensure that the overall quote unquote growth on paper for the company would, would continue to have the trajectory up, they hit and start buying their own shares. After they bought up more of their shares, they did uh-huh. the same exact shares as, as a way to from the general public.
1: Leland, you just said something. You struck another nerve. December of 17, Congress passed the new tax law. And, you know, they said everybody would benefit. The major corporations did a tremendous debt buyback. Okay. Uh, and, And which made themselves wealthier because they were buying back shares of stock. So it's sort of an accordion. They need money. Sales are down. They need money. They do a stock split or they or they promote selling more stock. Things are going good. They don't want to be paying a whole bunch of taxes. They're in the sweet spot. Okay. They're, they're flush with cash. Some of them invest in other companies, but what they do is they buy back debt so this 20 for one split this year they may buy back 19 <laughs> billion well 19 million shares of stock back okay yeah so as a result of that then each share of stock in subsequent years will go from five cents a, a, a share to 75 cents a share they just made 50 percent If it goes to a hundred, if it goes to a dollar share, it did made a hundred percent.
0: That's correct. There's, and so I want to want to do something real quick to help people, um, uh, to help people a little bit more to understand what we're talking about. So, and again, you got, you want you not check this, go right ahead. It's literally in front of yeah, your please face. Do, oh um, yeah, please do. So it's, so was letting you know that, hey, with Snapchat, um, the IPO price was $17 per share, okay? So in other words, um, when it was released to the market, per share was 7 okay? Now, if you do research, little statements, if you, you you know look a little further, the most, what you'll find out, that, and this is how all, this is how 90% of my states on the stock exchange, okay? what actually happens is every bank and, and real quick I mean just think about you guys all the huge banks that you know of how do you know how they make money Goldman Sachs Morgan uh Deutsch,
1: Credit don't, they, don't they make it by lending money Leela oh
0: okay well that's part of it they make they make money by lending but how fully, fully, fully. Not,
1: not, not, not to you and me. That, I was just being facetious.
0: Oh, not, <laughs> not to, yeah, not. To, no, so if this is, if this is, uh, this is a bar graph of their income, right here, right here, this yeah. amount, this, this small amount now is them actually lending money. That's right. This is how we actually do. Mm. Is so, for example, let's say I wanted, I wanted to take. Uh, Hank, uh, Hank and company. Hank and Co. I want to say Hank and Co. Okay? What I would have to do is I would present Hank and Co to investment banks and get them to underwrite right, Hank and Company. And uh-huh. they would give their own value. They would give it a value based on its EBITDA. For of you guys don't know what that is, EBITDA stands for Earnings before taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Okay, uh-huh. so that means <clears throat> they would take the EBITDA and then they would multiply it based on the entry that it's in Now, an EBITDA like like a company could have an EBITDA of two thousand dollars. EBITDA is not profit because profit is profit. EBITDA is uh-huh. exactly that: earnings before all those other, all those deductions. Okay,
1: funny math
0: yes yes this, this one is basically mine. so let's say the ebitda is two thousand dollars but let's say mm. that uh it's a technology company so therefore its multiple is like a 30x or multiple, multiple. In, in other words every one dollar of ebitda you would multiply that dollar by 30. hmm would give it its value like like financial, financial companies is somewhere between 30 to 40 X. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, if, so if you have a finance company, let's say a finance company only has power for one dollar, multiply that by 40. Okay? That's what quick loans is, for example. So here's the deal. After Morgan Morgan Stanley and company, after Goldman underwrites the company, after JP Morgan under- underwrites the company, those guys underwrite it, they give it, they give it a certain value, and then <laughs> And they buy it, buy shares based on the value that they gave before.
1: Hang on, hang on. I'm I'm slow sometimes. So you're saying what I think I heard you say is usually these large, already large, gargantuan uh, investment banks. They they all get together and they play in this IPO process
0: before it hits the market before it goes to the stock. All of these investment banks have purchased tens of thousands, if not millions, of shares of these companies at yield price. Meaning so that,
1: mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay.
0: No, no. If they gave it a value, of, say thirty dollars per share,
1: mm-hmm. but they
0: bought in at a share, or in some cases,
1: fifty
0: cents per
1: share. Let me let me say something, y'all. My math may be off. But if they give a if they evaluate a stock at 30%, I mean 30 times its value of of $2 and you buy it for $60 it's still a $2 share. I don't mean it's still a $2 share that you're paying now 60 dollars for mm-hmm. okay so we're buying an inflate in my opinion I'm, I'm you know i'm just a simple man from virginia we're playing an in inflated price leland don't don't smack me i'm going to say for a non-existent asset because if you know because if if this company is not including yes sir
0: you're 100 right because here's what here's what happens whenever so first off these are buying at a dollar all right when the company goes public and just think about this people just think about it like really, really think about it when, when your favorite company goes public on the market, if the entire market consumes, as in buys, goes crazy and buys all these shares, right? buy all these shares. Mathematics, think about it from a pie a pie perspective. Think about pizza slots. If, if the entire economy goes crazy and buys all these shares, mathematically, what should happen is that over time, the only. Founders of that company will be over time own less and less of them, right. Mm. That's basic mathematics. It's weird that people don't, don't even think about that. But the reason that that never happens, the reason that uh, Zuckerberg's shares aren't uh, evaporating as people are buying and selling Facebook every single day, or the reason that those shares fluctuating as buying more shares is because it's because you're not buying the company's actual shares when it hits the market. See when it hits the public market, the shares you're buying from are all the underwriters that you see here. Mm-hmm. You're buying small sharing. You're buying small shares William Blair and you're buying small shares from UBS Securities. You're buying small shares from SunTrust Bank. You're buying small shares from A&P security Securities. That's where you're buying the shares from. And when you're buying those shares, it's already evaluated at an EBITDA. You don't believe me? Do some research. Look it up. Yeah. This yeah. is the EBITDA. Yeah. This means that for advanced medical equipment and technology companies, that the EBITDA is thirty-six point. 6-6. Six, six. I'm going to round it up to 37 Okay? For every $1, every $1, if you have a technology company, a bit this is not profit, this is bid it and profit are two different things. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: every $1 of EBITDA, you're going to value that company at $37. Period. Wow. Wow. That's how it works. And to make matters worse, Here's the thing that's funny about, about that whole scenario. To make matters worse. We all think that when you sell, think about this. How is it that that Bob can own a thousand shares of let's say Chevron, okay? And in a moment's notice, Bob is able to sell a thousand shares of Chevron At the flip of the switch. Mm. That would have to mean that there were already existing contracts with specific price ranges already available and liquid already available to capture, purchase, and sell for those shares. Who do you think sets? Who do you think sets make it automatic? It's not someone named John in Florida. It's not. Rubio, and in Japan, it's Morgan Stanley, it's Goldman Sachs. They're buying back those same shares that were already theirs in the very beginning. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: So that's what keeps the market.
1: So when I've heard people say, and, and you know, they talk about, you know, you you, you listen to the Congress people, congressmen, men and women sit around the table, and they say, well, the system is rigged. Yeah, it rigged, but it's rigged in their favor, not your, not not you and my favor, you know. Because it's there's no way one person, not not one person, not even the presidente of the United States or the president of the world, can keep tabs on all of the moving parts of an economy or society. So we put people in places to try to keep the ship from sinking. And Leland, you and I were talking about inflation. Inflation is having a part, you know, an impact on on Amazon on their twenty to one split. There may be some other things going on, or Google, or somebody, or somebody. So they are. Hey, hey uh,
0: mm-hmm. we know exactly what's going on. You know what's going on. Think about this, you guys. Seriously, this is perfect because gas prices are what through the what through the roof. Amazon makes majority of its money by doing what?
1: Moving stuff.
0: Oh. So that it's, it's, it's impacting their operating expenses?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Do you think that Amazon already has arranged agreements with the United States Postal Service on shipping their partials?
1: And airlines and everything else. How, whomever ships their stuff, yes.
0: It's already, it's, already pre, it's already pre-written contracts on the price, the ranges, and the time a lot, a lot. Those are set prices and locked into those contracts.
1: So they, need the capital. they are locked in on a contract on the manufacturers of the goods and the products, the products that they are selling to you and me. They're not going in, they're not going into a store and buying off the shelf. They buy in bulk from the manufacturer somewhere in China and Japan and Philippines and Indonesia and in in South Vietnam and whatever. Okay. To make certain that you and I can play with a doll every now and so often or a toy or watch a TV. Okay. Yeah. So they are continuing to make certain that whatever our needs are perceived or otherwise are being satisfied, but they create They create, I'm going to stretch this and see who catches it. They create the need that you and I participate in. They do test marketing and and test surveys and taste scenarios, all of this other stuff. And we go in and we buy the cookie, we buy the shoes, we buy the handbag, we buy all of that other stuff. again, I said before stuff you 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 with money, you don't have to impress somebody you don't like. Leland, I was reading something last week, and it says that the price of new cars not price of new cars sticker price is 12 to 15 percent higher than they were a year ago now a crazy thing is there are people price is already inflated there are people who are paying higher than sticker price for a car yeah. people are paying higher than asking price For a house, but we have this this false sense of need. I need to buy this, and just because you can afford or not afford to buy it, the point is, do you need it? And that's when our when our wants exceed our our needs. Absolutely, you know. anyway so so buy buy shares be happy buy, buy shares but yeah, i think ahead. we all need to recalibrate
0: let me and, and let me show you guys this again everything i'm showing you i mean we know i mean by now i some hope you guys understand uh, i hope i hope i hope i hope but again to to show again how this works this is only a few of many, many companies on the stock market that are operating at, at, at a loss. Okay. Now, you can look on, on, on the column here, net loss. Now, Hank, can you, what a net means, like a net profit and a net loss, can you tell people that maybe you don't understand how that works? but a It's net the bottom
1: is? line, net loss. You've paid all your bills, you've collected all your money, and at the end of the day, you're in the hole.
0: All right, so that's the net loss. Now, I want you guys to think about this very, very closely. let's use something that most people don't know about AMC, okay? Mm-hmm. The company, movie theaters, et cetera, et cetera, all right? The sector it has AMC under is communication, okay? Communications. Just think about that for, for a minute. We'll go right here. You guys can see this. See, <clears throat> many of us would say, oh, well, um, AMC is a movie theater, right? But the industry that AMC has chose to have themselves labeled under is communications is a 15.5 EBITDA multiplier, not profit multiplier, The multiplier. Let me show you guys exactly how this how rolls this out. This right here, this loss, <clears throat> this loss in what, Hey, It says in. in
1: it, it's, it's a net loss in operations.
0: Net loss operations in millions, guys. Mm-hmm. In millions. So it says that AM the net, a 12-month net loss. And. Negative two thousand seven. Multiply that by million by millions, and that's going to be over a billion. So two point seven billion dollars of a loss. Now, think about this: AMC, negative two point seven billion dollars of a loss, meaning that they're beyond a zero. It it didn't break
1: even. Okay, (laughs) they're below. Yeah, (laughs) they're below zero. Yeah.
0: Below zero. Yeah. Their stock price is what? $15. Um,
1: yeah.
0: do the stock price $15 yet? And I'll go back to this. Isn't it ironic that the price is $15, but their industry multiplier is 15.5? No, that's because that's how the stock made. Uh, because uh, uh. they one dollar their EBITDA can be literally one dollar and they're going to get a value of fifteen thousand fifty-five cents. Wow this and it was so funny is think just about this before Facebook went public how much money did Facebook was making Whole. until they, they they entered into the advertisements. Because remember, everyone who has Facebook, do you pay for Facebook?
1: you pay for Google search engine? No. No. Those
0: companies weren't making any money. Advertising. Monetizing I mean, Was no profit. Money that they received at that time from were investors. Much like the social media platform, Snapchat. Snapchat doesn't charge you to log into the system. So the money that Snap or had gained before it went public, it came from investors. We have this written as underwriters here, or CNBC has written as, written as underwriters.
1: I, and I thought I knew a little bit, but in talking with you today, I realized that I didn't know squat. I, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just sitting here because I'm like most folks. I've played in the market, not me personally. I go to a financial planner, financial advisor, go to something. I you know, had IRAs and yada, 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 yada. Someone else is investing my money in AMC, in Google, uh, in Amazon, whatever companies are private. And I have no say, very little say, as to how my money is being invested by somebody who doesn't even know my name. And and that's, that's part of the system we live in. I'm not, you know, I might be lamenting, but that's the system we live in. And I'm saying that as an individual, you're not savvy enough. You're not smart enough. You're not connected enough. You're not rich enough to play that game. So Leland, what I did was I found some people that I trusted, and I got some information. And then I used the Google search engine to go out and try to become educated on whatever it is that I thought I wanted to do or not want to do. And I was doing some work with a friend of mine last week, and we were sitting down chatting because I had heard something the week before, and I was discussing it with him. And uh, and I said, I, I want to do that. And, my, and that friend grabbed my hand, grabbed my hand and said, I will show you, I will show you how this works. Now, I had a choice. And that choice was, Be willing to learn from someone who has been there and done that or continue to do research until I thought I knew what I was doing or continue to sit on my butt. Because we all have a choice. But at one day, as we were saying the other day, at some point, you're going to choose. You're going to have to choose do or do not and when that responsibility is on you and and on you alone don't be pointing fingers at somebody and said well I wish I had listened again I've said my dad had a third grade education but he was brilliant and he told me with a third grade education son I hope you get to a point in life where you say I'm glad I did rather than, I wish I had. Okay, so I'm saying, hey, listen, if you want to throw some more money at Google, or some more money at AMC, if you want to do that, I want you to consider one thing that my dad taught me. He said, again, third grade education, you said, third grade education, how could he be? How could he be? How could he be brilliant or intelligent with a third grade education? There's a difference between education and intelligence and oftentimes we get people who got an education and they think they are intelligent but my dad said be careful what you wish for and when you decide when you when you decide be willing to go all in however Keep a mind out for variations and deviations in the process. Because if you need to stop, stop. But you know what happens to most of us, Leland? What's that? We're we, we investing $100, $500, $1,000, $2,000 a month through, through a, um, some investment source, and we just keep pumping money into it hoping hoping that that vehicle will get us to the land of our dreams, to the land of milk and honey and that's not necessarily so okay and i can't trust my own instincts i need to come along somebody who's better at certain things than i am and then be grateful grateful that one that someone is willing to help, teach, inform, and that two that I'm clever enough, savvy enough, smart enough, intelligent enough to say I can use the help. And I know they're saying, well, what does this have to do with investment? Investments have to do with life." And I was just talking to you about life. <laughs>
0: there's one. There's um. There's one more thing I want that I want us to sweep before we get off. Are you um, sure
1: they're going to be able to handle all this today, Leland? But let's
0: go ahead. Last, let's do it. Let's, last, it. let's do it. Let's last, do it. I want to make sure that we circle back um, in reference to foreclosure. Okay. Um, to you who don't know, uh, tonight we do have a live uh, training and we're going to actually um, walk you all through how to properly invest in foreclosures, the opportunity that's available, mm-hmm. and ultimately how you can help others, how you can help others not have a negative impact uh, with foreclosures. So this is a study by Stanford. Um, and interesting. So, whew. as you imagine, when it comes to foreclosures, it, it can have a lot of negative impact. A lot of negative impact when it comes
1: to homeowners. The individual you're referring to or the process? The home, the, well, the homeowner. The person, okay. Cool. And why Why is that? Why do you think that is, Lula? For
0: the impact is when when someone goes through the foreclosure process, and let's say that unfortunately they're foreclosed upon, right? Mm -hmm. It will encourage them going forward and wanting to again go for that dream.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. It also does, as in many cases, it will lower the value of other homes or comparables around it. Mm -hmm. If that's done in a longer set period of time, it will impact negatively the surrounding schools or the school system in that area. That's true. And then because of it would then have a negative impact on the education that is received, from those
1: children. That's true too. The negative
0: is what you will eventually uh, deter others when wanting, wanting to achieve their financial goals.
1: Wow Leland. I'm hearing about the impact on the neighborhood, the community, the town, the county. Um, and I think there is a system, a process in place to correct any negative impact. That, that happens. But could we flip it to the other side, please, for just for a moment? Yes, sir. The human aspect of someone who is facing foreclosure, and it didn't just happen at the snap of a finger. It's a process that's been going on. So the, the devastation on the community is financial, but the greater devastation is Mental or emotional on the person. So I know these smart guys are always looking at it in form in the in the, in the sense of economics. And and I'm just sitting here, and it doesn't matter whether you're losing a house, or a car is repossessed, or you lost a job, or what have you. There's a price, or there's a cost to that, that I think too often we leave out of the equation and I'm not being melodramatic, Um, it's just that I think more large corporations that we talked about, and you've heard me mention the whole idea of humanity before, somewhere along the line, humanity has taken a backseat to profit profitability and I don't I don't know what we can get back get back to that. Um, we talk about how bad inflation or um, foreclosures are. and we talk about the high price of of um, the high price of, of of home. but for since the early 90s, there are people in our society, who were getting $7.35 an hour. Now, there are those who will call me a dinosaur. There are those who will call me a progressive. There are those who will call me a communist. There are what have you. But I would venture to say the majority of the people who are listening to us or who will view this make a hell of a lot more than $7.35 an hour. And those individuals who are making seventy-five $7.35 an hour Cannot afford a two hundred and fifty thousand. No, it's the average cost of a average price now is three hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars. So these people can't afford a home. They can't afford to pay rent in an apartment. They, I mean, there's a lot that they can't do. And I think we as a society need to need to find a way. Foreclosures, you know, now interest rates are yeah between three and you remember me telling you how much i paid how what the interest rates were for the first house i bought
0: oh yeah
1: 13 and a quarter and we think it's you know and again i'm not making light of our situation we think it's light now that it's three three to four percent i could not find i could not find a mortgage for less than 13%. Okay, So we're gonna try to help people tonight to just understand that there are pros and cons, benefits um, to to be derived. There are advantages and disadvantages of the process. But I'm talking emotionally for you to say If you are on that track, we can help. If you know someone who was on that track, we can help. Okay? And you have to be willing to admit that you are in over your head and find some help on the front end because you might be saved. Because the bank, the mortgage company, is not losing a dime when you go into foreclosure. And with that, Leland, I'm going to get off my soapbox.
0: Your your soapbox is is fine here. Um, Something to to laugh about closing, make it a little little lighter. Or I guess depending on what you think. Um, (laughs) So not too long ago, and it's something called the the 10-year challenge. And so what... Basically, what they're saying is that in 20, in 2012, this home was going for $150,000, where the minimum wage is $7.25. <laughs> in 2022, years later, this same home is going for $550, and where the minimum wage
1: $7.25. More than 300%. <laughs>
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So, and that's and 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 I'm that's and that's the sad that's the sad part about it. The only thing that has not remained, I mean, minimum wage is the only thing that has remained constant constant for 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 30 years. And and here's the crazy thing it never increased for the cost of living it never increased for inflation but everything else but minimum wage ebbed and flowed ebbed and flowed with inflation defla- we didn't go into deflation or the environment okay it it, it ebbed everything and what i learned what was shocking is that the u.s chamber of commerce went to congress and lobbied lobbied congress not to increase minimum wage, because they felt that um, affording pay, paying for the salaries or in or wages for their employees would have been difficult. And those same SOBs went from making maybe a million dollars a year to making 250 million and getting all sorts of stock options and bonuses at the behest of the everyday person. So I used to talk about fairness in the system. There is is no fairness in the system and that's why I believe in term limits. And if I had the power, I would send a lot of those individuals in Congress home and put some young people, not new people in that, that are not jaded jaded by their own bias and greed. I know we were talking about foreclosures. I'm sorry. I get on these diatribes sometimes. But I, you know, it's just. <sighs> so, well,
0: here, here, we'll hit it on this, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're having a live training in reference to foreclosure uh, investing. This is how you can actually help So you also build your portfolio, build your wealth, yes. and also gain passive success.
1: There's hope. That's what you're telling us, Leland.
0: There is hope. There is there, hope. There's, there's hope. There's hope. Just visit uh, BuildersClub.com/slash/invest uh, foreclosure.
1: And and I would just say, please, uh, I apologize for getting on my on my soapbox today, but. sit back and, and and if you can find fault in the facts just let me know I'll, I will humbly apologize but if our facts are correct come come join us I think you'll have fun too because you'll get the chance to interact with us like one-on-one or however number of people show up and I would love that I would really really love to meet you and we just sit down and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a glass of water See you guys this evening. You're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash, real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are, and everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast.
0: Hey, what's up guys? Leland Baptist here. And I wanted to give you guys an awesome, awesome opportunity. So if you are a business owner, if you're an investor, and guess what you're going to need? You're going to need a bank account to house all that money, right? Passive income and active income. So if you're looking for a bank account, one of my suggestions is for you to look at North One Bank. North One Bank is a virtual online bank account. I know you were thinking, I thought about it too, like, man, how am I going to initiate wires? Well, you do it literally from your home. No more going to the bank and having to sign off as you transfer money from one area to the other, or you wire things from one company to the other, right? All you have to do is go to lelandbaptist.com slash north1. That's lelandbaptist.com forward slash north, N-O-R-T-H, one, O-N-E, set up your free account, and because you use that special link, you are going to get $75 when you open your account. They're literally going to pay you for that. Now, what's good about North One is that you can utilize it anywhere. It's virtual banking, and there's no issues, uh, no additional fees necessary. So if you're a business owner, or you're looking to open up another account for your business or for your investment accounts, try it out. Go to LelandBaptist.com forward slash North One. You'll be happy that you're there.